years ago, two awkwardly shaped boys became best friends. That friendship grew over time. Then, the two awkwardly shaped boys became men and got their own radio show. <laughs> what you're listening to right now is two best friends. It's Mikey and Bob. We've never seen each other naked. Not that we don't want to. It, it just hasn't happened yet. Welcome to the 96.1 Kiss Morning Freak Show. Hey, what a morning I've already had, huh? How are you? You nice? Yeah, yeah. I just got done using the bathroom. Well, that's where I'm going to start, too. Okay. No surprise here. We're starting the show with bathroom talk. <laughs> uh, I, I wake up, and, like, I have three bathrooms in my house. I live a very blessed life because I grew up uh, family of four. My mom, my dad, my brother, who's, like, you know, a little bit older than me. Um, all of us together in one house with one one bathroom, and that's not fun. That's not fun at all. I, I feel so bad for people that only have one toilet because that's how I grew up and it's not fun. I mean, you have to you have to time your bathroom trips yeah. precisely. Everybody's got a shower. Yeah, showers got to be planned like so precisely. I mean, there's plenty of times where I'd be in the shower and a family member would come into the bathroom and be like, don't come out of the shower. Somebody's going to be pooping. Then somebody goes in there and blows it up. Yep. Oh. And then, like, you got to coordinate, like, if you're in the shower while somebody's going to the bathroom, uh, then they they got to let you know, like, okay, I'm flushing, because you know that the water is about to change temperature drastically. So you're like, okay, all ba- right. Back I'm up. Ste- I'm stepping out of the way real quick here, okay? Let it fly. All right, you done? No, I'm still going. All right, so then you try to wash more, but you know there's another flush coming. It's just a mess. So, listen, I know that struggle of only having one toilet, and I feel bad, but I have three toilets in my house now, right? Uh, basically, I'm I'm just filthy rich. I have more toilets than I know what to do with. Three toilets? Are you kidding me? Still no bidets, though, right? No, so I'm not rich. No, I'm just kidding. That's when you know you've reached another level. You don't have real money until you have a bidet. Next to your toilet, or a toilet that has a like bidet attachment. Yeah, you ain't got real money until you have bidet money. What was I? Why was I talking about this? Oh yeah, so I have two toilets upstairs and one on our like main floor. I always wake up and if I have to go to the bathroom, go to the one in the main floor because I don't want to wake my wife and daughter up because they sleep upstairs, right? So I go downstairs this morning. Uh, main floor bathroom open. It's just clogged. I don't know who did it. It wasn't me. Somebody left it. It wasn't me. It had to have been my wife, Jamie. I, cause I don't know if my daughter has those uh, toilet clogging powers like that yet. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure she does, but I, I feel like it may have been my wife. So somebody walked on a clog, man. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, I really got to go. Do I go back upstairs? No plunger? And and risk waking somebody up. So, yeah, that's what I did. I went upstairs and got the plunger, brought the plunger downstairs. 
So I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, I'm all nicely showered and ready for work. I'm ready to go. And I'm like, oh, all right, give it a couple plunges. Nothing's happening. So then I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to do some work here. Plunge it more. Nothing's happening. Oh, no. Then I take my shirt off because start, oh, I'm starting to glisten a little bit. I'm at, starting to glisten a little bit. At this point, just call Matt Mertz. Well, listen, I still have to go to the bathroom, right? Oh, no. So I have bathroom sweats and plunging sweats going on at the same time. So just imagine me, right? Middle-aged man, shirtless. I um, Hell yeah. I, I am very tall, but I would still describe myself as having a dad bod, and I'm just shirtless. Oh, oh. But I'm trying to plunge a toilet quietly because there is literally no noise in my house. It is silent. There's not even like a TV on or background noise, so I'm, I'm like... You know, I'm not in I'm not in there going crazy like rrr, 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 rrr. I'm just one pump at a time. Yeah, one pump cuz you you never know when you're plunging the toilet oh, if you're you going to get that magical pump that goes in in the toilet flushes. You don't want splash pack. And, well, that's the other thing I was worried about too. I didn't want to splash on myself cuz I've already showered and I'm already wearing my clothes for work. So I don't want to be like Splashing bad toilet water all over the place. Trust me, this was not regular toilet water. This was bad toilet water. This this looked like Allegheny River floodwaters. You know, where all of a sudden you see a piece of driftwood float by. You're like, where did that come from? And then it's just not driftwood. Oh, it was. Uh, it looked like driftwood, but it didn't smell like driftwood. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, listen, drains, clogs, backed up logs. Obviously, Matt Mertz plumbing is the uh, one I should call, but I still feel like I still feel like I can unclog this toilet when I get home. But I just I couldn't do it. I, I spent like five minutes just. But I couldn't aggressively unclog my toilet. So uh, that is the start to my morning. You got it unclogged though, right? Like no, no, oh, I didn't. It. No, yeah, I get. Yeah, the story ends with me giving up and going upstairs and completely <laughs> destroying my master bedroom bathroom and waking my wife up. She's awake right now. I don't know if she's listening to the show, but good morning, Jamie. Why'd you walk on a clog, Jamie? Damn it! Mikey and Bob, ninety-six one kiss. It is the uh, morning freak show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at fs Mikey at fs Big Bob. Kristen uh, starts us off here with the tweet. Clogged toilet Tuesday isn't the best way to start your day, but hearing about this sure is. All right, well, I'm glad I can entertain everybody with clogged toilet mm-hmm. stories this morning. Uh, Mikey and Bob, hello. Hey, yeah. Uh, you guys talking about toilet stories. I got one for you. Okay. I was at work last week. It was Thursday, and uh, it was after lunch, you know, so I go into the restroom to use it. And yep. We got old doors. They're old plywood doors, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden the uh, door latch jiggles. Uh-oh. I thought it was just somebody messing with me. Yeah, special visitor. Yeah, and all of a sudden I see fingers coming over the top, and I'm like, oh no. So I yell out, hey, uh. and all of a sudden the door rips open, <laughs> and there's a guy standing there, and he's like, oh, I didn't see your feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, the messed up thing was I didn't think about it, but I don't wear a shirt when I go. Oh, okay. So he's there, and he's like, you scared me more than I scared you. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy walks in, and he's stunned because you're basically naked on the toilet. Exactly. Exactly, yes. Hey, listen, sometimes when you know you're going to be in that stall doing work, you got to take all the clothes off. 
Yeah, it gets hot in there. All right, well, thanks for sharing. Uh-huh. Is this what we're doing? Are we doing Toilet Story Tuesdays? I, this, so. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, like, I just wanted to let everybody know how my day started uh, at the beginning of the show. I, are we doing Toilet Story Tuesdays here? I mean, what kind of animal rips the door open? Well, somebody else what is it? That, that story could have gone so many different ways. <laughs> that got, Like, that story ended somewhat normal <laughs> with the other guy just saying, oh, sorry, I didn't, I didn't see feet in here. <laughs> like, I thought somebody had to go to the bathroom so bad there was only one stall, and this guy was going into that stall no matter if there was somebody using it. That's right? how bad they... Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> that panic set Somebody in. breaks down basically and burst into a a bathroom stall door when it's already occupied like how don't you check for feet you always got to check for feet listen i'm six foot nine i'm a very tall man so me bending down to check for feet is a is a process i have to take my big ass giraffe neck and go all the way down you know to check i mean if but you gotta do- check if, for feet you if, you're ripping, if you're ripping doors though there's panic there is panic. It's like you're ready to go in the sink if you have to. Oh, what a story that is. Well, 412-937-9610 if you've ever gone in a sink. No, let's not do Toilet Story Tuesday. <laughs> let's do it. No, we can't. Listen, we already are very immature as it is and talk about gross, nasty things on the show. Let's not do Toilet Story Tuesday. This is unplanned. It's unprofessional. unprofessional it's yeah. disgusting. Some people probably just turn us off. Let's not do Toilet Story Tuesday. Let's do it. Uh, yesterday on the uh, show, we paid a lot of tribute to uh, our friend, Pittsburgh rapper, Pittsburgh musician, uh, Mac Miller, who passed away on Friday at the age of... Uh, of 26 thank you to everybody who kind of gave us feedback on it kind of understood i guess how we were trying to convey on the show yesterday about how much mac meant to the city and especially a generation of kids who uh he was kind of the soundtrack to their high school and uh college years uh plr tweeted us here listen to the uh, whole show yesterday and lost it mikey and bob said it all best mac was the soundtrack to the summer after my high school graduation and into college Throwback to summer 2012, Mac Miller, Wiz Khalifa together. That was the most Yinzer concert and crowd ever. Uh, Nikita tweeted us, Mikey and Bob talking about Mac on the uh, show, really hit the nail on the head, and it was so emotional. He was our childhood. We grew up with him, and his music was our soundtrack, which is why this is so hard for so many of us. Uh, Sunita tweeted, I think Mikey and Bob summed it up concerning mac perfectly the sting seriously hasn't gone away and i don't know when it will the whole city is feeling it put a thumb in the air uh yeah that's all we were really trying to convey is how uh how much mac meant to the city and really meant to especially a generation of high school and college kids uh growing up that uh you know his music was really that soundtrack to you know, usually what's the most important musical time in somebody's life, the music you always remember is from your high school and college years because for a lot of people that's, you know, when, like I kept saying on the show yesterday, it's when you're uh, falling in love maybe, getting your first girlfriend, boyfriend serious, you're partying and stuff like that. It's a very memorable time. That sets those moments, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So there's a vigil tonight, right? Uh, This kind of seems like it is going to be pretty big at Blue Slide Park in Frick Park tonight. There is a vigil uh, scheduled for uh, just Mac Miller fans to come out. I have no idea what it is. 
I don't know what the details are. Nope. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know if there's people speaking. I don't know if it's just going to be uh, Mac fans standing around the slide and just, uh, I don't know if there's if somebody's going to be playing Mac music. I don't really know the details, but... If just you, a, a gathering of fans that and, all loved Mac Miller. And I think that's a good thing because, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, want somebody to talk to or want somebody to hug or just want somebody to share in the love of Mac and his music. And I think uh, uh, tonight just, I mean, nothing even needs to happen there. Just uh, if you get a group of people around who love Mac at Blue Slide Park, just uh, everybody kind of being there together is a uh is a good thing and uh you know some of us uh some of us need it so 7 p.m tonight uh if you know where blue slide park is in frick park uh, of course he released that album blue slide park back in 2011 uh we're gonna try to stop by tonight we know a lot of people that are going so uh 7 p.m tonight blue slide park in uh frick park if you want to go to the uh, mac miller uh vigil the Atlantic Ocean has three hurricanes happening right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like lined up in a row there. Uh, what's this uh, bad one that's uh, going to hit first here? Is that Hurricane Florence? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Category 4 storm right now. It's supposed to make landfill, uh, landfall somewhere uh, like North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia maybe is going to get a little bit of this. Uh, Hurricane Florence uh, is is headed towards the uh, the coast there. In the Carolinas, and uh, so you know, people are getting ready down there. It's nothing really new down on the uh, the Atlantic shore there. Hurricane season, but as you know, when we get severe weather uh, anywhere, uh, really in the world, if it's severe enough, we go to our expert. Yep, a uh, man named Frankie McDonald, who has had his own YouTube channel for years and loves to just report on severe weather. He is uh, from Nova Scotia, so mm-hmm, he's up there mm-hmm. in uh, Canada, and he basically just posts weather reports on YouTube, and we've been playing them for years, so whenever there is a hurricane, I feel like this is how we cover it. So Hurricane Florence, this is Frankie McDonald's warning for everybody. This is Frankie McDonald, my own TV station live in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah. Hurricane Florence is headed towards North Carolina Thursday, September 13th. Now, by the way, Frankie is not in a, a, a bedroom. He is not in his house. He is, out, is he? He's out on the streets. In you like can his, hear his yeah. voice echo. Yeah, he's in a neighborhood in Nova Scotia just yelling at the top of his lungs. 2018 is going to bring out to 15 plus millimeters of rain, especially in Wilmington, North Carolina, and Raleigh, North Carolina. Can you imagine watching this guy on a street corner yelling this weather report and weather warning for Hurricane Florence? It would be incredible to see. I feel like I'd have to pay money to see something that amazing in person. Including Myrtle Beach, South Carolina is going to bring a lot of rain. Winds are going to be very strong. That's going to knock off power, bring down tree yep. branches and power lines. Big waves crash on beaches and shores of North Carolina yep. and parts of South Carolina and Virginia. Now, uh-huh, one of the uh-huh. best parts about Frankie is not only does he warn people about severe weather, he lets everybody know, and it's the same every time, how to prepare themselves. It's going to bring a lot of rain. Wind's going to be very strong. It's going to bring a ton of rain. Yep. People in North Carolina, be prepared. Be prepared. That's the best part right there. <laughs> People in North Carolina. People in North Carolina, be prepared. And 
and now he gives the rundown. Hey, for Rebel Teddy, for Ankle Teddy, for Rachel Teddy, order your pizzas and order your Chinese food. Buy cases, especially buy cases of Coke. Make sure if you're Samsung Galaxy Charge, make sure to stay away from the beaches and don't go near shores. Make sure if you're flashlights, candles, bottle water ready as well. If everybody lives in North Carolina, be prepared. Stay drive you say it's the best i keep saying the weather channel needs to hire frankie mcdonald because it would just break up the uh monotonous weather maps and weather people live out in a storm you know how like when there's like severe weather the beepy things comes on yeah the eas system here he should be that voice that Uh, comes on maybe he is in canada we don't know people in north carolina Weather Channel just needs to hire him because uh, he gets everybody ready for severe weather like nobody else. He's got his own YouTube channel. He has like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. It is amazing. He has been, uh, we've been playing his clips on the show for years. Frankie McDonald delivers these severe weather warnings like nobody else. Uh, Pittsburgh musician, Pittsburgh rapper, friend of the show, Mac Miller, of course, passed away on Friday at the age of 26. We said on the show yesterday we're going to kind of be paying tribute to Mac um, all this week, uh, sharing some different moments of when he was uh, he was on our uh, show. AJ tweets is here. Mac used to come to my house after he'd get out of school. It's so dumb, but I remember him making mac and cheese and then him throwing up in my bathtub. Thank you guys for paying tribute. <laughs> okay. A bathtub, Barb? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, was it the mac and cheese that made him sick? Or... <laughs> Uh, Eric tweets here, during my high school years, we had Biggie and Tupac, and losing them was a tragedy to me. I would think that losing Mac for this generation is how it felt when we lost those two back then, but the passing of Mac hits even harder because, like you guys always say, he was Pittsburgh. Everything he did represented the city, especially for people like you two who were there from the beginning and uh, and watched him grow. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it sucks. Uh, no matter how you say it, no matter how you phrase it, a lot of people are still hurting. After the uh, passing of Mac Miller, there is going to be a vigil tonight around 7 p.m. at uh, Blue Slide Park in Frick Park. If you're a Mac Miller fan, you just want to go uh, pay your respects or be uh, around a lot of people who who miss and love Mac. Uh, 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Slide Park in uh, in Frick Park, where there's already a big uh, memorial uh, set up there. I believe they interviewed Mayor Peduto too. I think it was the Trib, and he said they're going to try to repaint the park, but it kind of depended on the uh, weather. weather yeah. uh, repaint the slide there, Blue Slide Park. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, today in Freak Show history, brought to us by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. Today in Freak Show history, we'll, uh, we want to take you back to 2011. Uh, that's when Matt came out with his Blue Slide Park album uh, independently. It went to number one. That's never really happened in hip-hop. Um, and the first single off that album was Frick Park Mark. Anything you need, you can buy it at the market. If you don't hold me down, fall, I care, you can start it. So for today in Freak Show history, we take you back the morning after that song and video came out. Mac called our show for today in Freak Show history. Here we go. 2011. In Freak Freak Show history. I can't believe you guys got me up for this, man. I, I, 
your new song Frick Park Market came out. The the song's on iTunes and it's like, you know, in the top twenty right now ahead of like like Lady Gaga's new song. How crazy is that? Wait, it's being Lady Gaga's Yeah, it is now. Right yeah. now as I look, it's number nineteen. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the Frick Park Market pass now? Can you like go in there and make sandwiches whenever you want? Can, can you we, like can we get a sandwich, Matt? Frick Park Market is a place that I've been going to since I was, you know, six years old. But, you know, when I told them about it, they were, like, psyched and, and excited that I was doing it. But I don't think they really <laughs> knew how big it was. Like, yeah, they thought, here's this little kid who wants to make his rap video here. <laughs> oh, sure, he's been coming here since he's six. That's fun. Yeah, they're like, they're like oh, Malcolm, yeah, you, you, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can do it. I don't know. I think it's just really awesome to kind of to have the ability to bring that much attention to, like, a place that's not used to getting that much like that amount of attention you understand now with with the song and with the album being called blue slide park this generation of hip-hop kids growing up right now they're gonna want to take their parents like to come to pittsburgh and take pictures yep. by all this stuff you realize that you've done that now right that's the plan like i want to i want to do something where like i have uh, all my fans take pictures of themselves inside blue slide park i don't know you know to me um i'm not doing anything but talking about the places I grew up around, if that really translates into craziness, then that would be awesome. (laughs) Like, who knows? You know, what if this album gets to a point where, you know, like, people really are driving from all over to find out what Blue Slide Park is? Well, I gotta hear some of the album. You're gonna set the world on fire with this album, man. There's like it? Yeah! I mean, we didn't didn't hear all of it. We've seen the progression from the mixtapes you've done, and this is, it's the next step. Thank you, man. Uh, I usually I'm very like skeptical about my projects. This one, I'm like, I'm like, uh, this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> you just look at the title of your song, the title of your album, and it's all Pittsburgh. It's you all know? Pittsburgh, man. That's that's what's a good thing. I mean, you you grew up here, you know all about it. That's how Pittsburgh is, and I think that's why people have just gravitated to you, man, and and just love you. I mean, just sold out your show at Stage AE and added another one. So, but hey, we'll let you get back to bed because I know we won't. <laughs> you up early but we know it was a big day for you yesterday and we just wanted to check in and tell you congrats man no man you know that 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 i love being on 96 one kiss that's like the best so i appreciate it and if you guys uh i i hope that you guys want to make a a frick park market parody so if you guys guys need the instrumental let me know just bob behind the counter he wouldn't be making the sandwiches though instead of handing out the things at the market bob is just eating them all at the market I mean, no disrespect to Bob, but I don't, I don't think I'm eating anything that he prepares. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right, because Bob's not serving it to you anyway. He's keeping those sandwiches for himself, man. <laughs> awesome. All right, buddy. Hey, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks for checking in, man. Much success. And uh, watch your song go flying on iTunes today, because you're, you're top 20 right now, man. Yeah, I'm about to go check it out. That's crazy, man. Uh, uh, actually, just go back to bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mac. I'll talk to you guys soon. I'm just trying to represent the city. I'm not trying to be the coolest, be anything but someone that works hard and loves the place he's from. The city lost uh, a friend, lost a family member, lost a talent on Friday. Mac was music. Such a great talent, such a great person. He mm-hmm. loved Pittsburgh. He was Pittsburgh. Uh, Mac, wherever you are, Pittsburgh. We all miss you down here, man. He loved his city. 
and his city loved him. Rest in peace, Mac Miller from 96.1 KISS. Uh, Steph tweets us here. So well said what you guys have been uh, saying about Mac Miller. He uh, helped me cope with the loss of a friend, helped me find myself again in so many, so many memories with friends from Pittsburgh and even Morgantown blasting his music uh, like no other. Brenda uh, tweets us here. It's been a few days. It's still hard for me to accept the fact that Mac Miller is really gone. You guys have done a great job explaining why his passing hurts on a different level. For, uh, for so many of us. Patrick tweets us here. Can you guys stop trying to make me cry first thing every morning? It's not a good look on the bus. I Listen, Pat, we all lost somebody here. The, you know, you this, can cry in the, the bus. Ain't no shame, man. Ain't no shame in shedding tears. Ain't no shame at all in that. Uh, did the Penguins have their season ticket delivery day yesterday? Yeah, but I don't think it was like a, a full rollout. It was just Sid going door to door. No, I saw Matt Murray delivering. Oh, was tickets. Matt Murray delivering too? Yeah, I, didn't I saw Latang. I saw Latang delivering. Did tickets. Gino go? Out? I did not see anything of Gino. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I wasn't really looking, but I I think I saw on Instagram uh, Chris Latang and yeah, I saw pictures of Matt Murray like hugging some kid. Uh, and then I know they sent Sid out. The only thing I saw was the video of Sid. Yeah, I don't know if they sent Gino out because Gino usually has the most classic moments when uh, when they do the ticket delivery. You know, the Penguins do this every year. They usually pick somebody who's had season tickets for a while, and they send a player out to go deliver personally their season tickets. Great thing that the Penguins do. They don't need to do this. They sell out the arena no matter what, uh, but they do it. They used to, they, you know, they started doing this, I'd say almost a decade ago, mm-hmm. when maybe they had a little bit more trouble selling tickets. And now that the fact that they've always continued to keep doing this really says a lot about the organization. So yesterday, uh, Sidney Crosby delivered tickets to... Uh, it was like a family. They had some kids. Today we're doing uh, season ticket delivery. Um, I don't know how many years this is now, but uh, uh, we're lucky to you know to play in front of Solo Building every night. And, uh, but especially to, to meet the people that have been there. Yeah. Um, you know, a long time before yeah. any of us ever played. How's it going? Hi, hi, Sid. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. We're shooting right today, huh? The, uh, playing hockey with the uh, kids there. What is this music, by the way, in the know, background? Yeah, they, they it's like a music in. It's like a Hawaiian kind of like a ukulele or something. All right, righties, huh? Please excuse Joey and Sophia from school. We were playing street hockey. Thanks. <laughs> oh, okay, so Sidney Crosby signed a note for the kids' school that says basically, uh, you know, excuse them from school. They were playing street hockey with me, and he signed the note for their school. Uh, Sidney Crosby. So that's good. It's a good look that the Penguins do that every year, and it's nice to see Sid out there. It just it gets you that feeling that hockey is back. You think right? they only send Sid to houses like where there's kids and they know he can play street hockey? Look, like it took him like ten seconds in that video to find a kid with a stick and be like, oh. Right-handed, huh? All right, we, all, right. we, we all know that Sidney Crosby is like a hockey robot, right? But I think you're on to something here. I feel like other people don't play hockey like Sidney Crosby does. I feel like every year Sid goes, he has to play street hockey. Like Sid I, gets in the house, sure, he'll sign an autograph, but then all of a sudden... He's just, like, oh, kids, what, is there well, a net in the driveway? Well, we got a net set up, all right. Yeah, I, I feel like he tells the Penguins, like, listen, you can't just send me to a house where it's just adults. Listen, I need to play street hockey with kids or I'm not going. Can you imagine what would happen if they if they sent Sidney Crosby to some house that did not have children to play street hockey with? He would snap into stone cold Sidney Crosby. You mean to tell me you sent me to deliver Sid's tickets? 
to some family that does not have children that I can play driveway hockey with. What the hell are you thinking? He's just stomping around the house looking for hockey sticks. I'm Stone Cold Sidney Crosby. <laughs> Where's the nut? <laughs> and I'm the best thing that's happened to this organization <laughs> since Mario. How many cups have I won? How many times have I sold this building out? And you're going to send me for season ticket delivery day and not have kids to play driveway hockey with? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Sid's just breaking things in the house, kicking chairs over, finding pot, potted plants, just throwing them against the wall. Where's the children? Where's the street hockey net? He's looking out the window for kids on the block to see if there's any out there. He sees a basketball net in the driveway and just goes, kicks it over. Get it out of here. I ain't hoping today. Sidney Crosby only knows one thing on season ticket delivery day. And that's driveway hockey with children! A lot of people sent us this next story. This happened uh, at a giant eagle in Ohio, about 70 miles south of uh, of Cleveland, right? Yeah. Uh, authorities say a grocery store employee at the giant eagle, according to the Columbus Dispatch, uh, has been charged with felony theft for helping herself to deli ham for years. Years of deli ham. This lady who worked at uh, at Giant Eagle has been stealing deli ham for years. Uh, Columbus Dispatch reports that an eight-year employee of Giant Eagle was charged with stealing food estimated by the store to be worth ninety-two hundred dollars. That is a lot of deli ham. I mean, why wait so long to cut her off? The store's lost such a problem. The store's loss prevention manager received a tip that an employee had been eating. This is very specific. Three to five slices of ham nearly every day over eight years. Authorities also say she sometimes ate salami. I mean, how? That's very, very specific. I mean, mix it up. Salami some days, <laughs> ham. You, you can't have deli ham every day for, what, eight years or something. Sometimes you got to get that salami in. Listen, if you've ever worked in the uh, the food service industry, sometimes you just got to do a little taste testing, right? I, my first job, I worked at a pizza place. Oh, I taste test all the time. Well, pepperoni for me here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a handful of cheese, I don't care, right? Old girl just had a little hankering for the meat. That's all it is. Except she, uh, they say she did it over uh, multiple years and stole a uh, very specific <laughs> a number. $9,200 worth of deli meat. I'm talking, oh, Ooh, damn. damn. $9,200 worth of deli meat, girl. Oh, yeah. One slice at a time. Feels so fine. Ham. I stole some deli ham. Pepperoni. And some salami. Oh, yeah. A little bit for you. A little bit for me. I'm just test testing. Quality control. Hankering for the meats. Ham hankering and I got to cure it myself. Only one cure. Mm. To eat some ham. Ooh, ham. Working at the Giant Eagle. I'm at the deli counter. Oh, yeah. 
A pound for you, oh. one slice for me. Damn right. That's the ham exchange at the Giant Eagle in Ohio, girl. Oh, yeah. $9,200 worth of deli meat. Oh. That's a lot of meat, and it's all for me. Mm. That's a lot of meat. Oh, yeah. So if you're working somewhere... And you're skimming off the top. Hands off the meat. Hands off the ham. <laughs> Just know, somebody might be watching you. And somebody may accuse you of stealing. Hands off the salami. Slices of ham. Slices of salami for almost a decade. Uh-huh. At $9,200. Just... Just know somebody might be watching you sneak that ham. No touching the salami, girl. No touching the salami, girl. No touching that ham, girl. Hell no. A slice here, a slice there really adds <laughs> up. $9,200 worth of deli meat. Oh, yeah. Ain't got a job. Hell no. Sometimes ham, sometimes salami. <laughs> she had a hankering for the deli meat. Mike and Bob, 961 Kiss, the uh, morning freak show. Your chance to go to our iHeartRadio Music Festival about uh, 10, 15 minutes. We'll give you a keyword to text in to uh, 200, 200. You could see Justin Timberlake, uh, Carrie Underwood, Imagine Dragons, Luke Bryan, Jason Aldean, Mariah Carey. Uh, Childish Gambino mm-hmm. and uh, more. So that's coming up. By the way, speaking of Childish Gambino, uh, he paid tribute to uh, Mac Miller in a uh, concert over the weekend at uh, Ch- Chicago's United Center. He was doing a show there, and uh, obviously, uh, Childish Gambino, he knew Mac, and uh, it's just it's good. And I, I wish Mac could hear and see. Hopefully, he is all these artists. You know, right. like we were talking on the show yesterday, like Elton John, Maroon Five, Drake, and J. Cole all either dedicated their shows or had something to say. And those are just a handful of the artists who were paying so much love uh, tribute to uh, Mac Miller, of course, the uh, local kid who died on Friday at the age of uh, 26. Again, I keep calling him a kid. I know he's not a uh, a kid. This was uh, Childish Gambino's tribute to Mac uh, over the weekend. He was so nice. Y'all don't know, like, he was the sweetest guy. He was so nice. And we were both, you know, kind of internet music kids. You know, we came up during the internet, and a lot of critics were like, yo, this corny-ass white dude, just like they're like, yo, this corny-ass black dude. And we used to talk, and this kid just, he just loved music. And we should allow him to be sad about that. We shouldn't... Like, I, my, my heart was broken. Like, and, and, I, and I feel good about being sad because, like, I, it, 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 it tells me that he was special, that I had a special moment. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's a good way to kind of sum it up. Like, uh, it's okay, you're, you're allowed to be sad when something like this happens. It's okay to feel like your heart's broken, even mm-hmm. if you didn't know Mac personally, because that means he was special and he had some sort of special impact, whether it was through his music or uh, just that he was representing Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel like you got your heart broken when you heard the, the news of Mac uh, passing. Uh, Mayor Peduto uh, talked to the Trib. He knew Mac Miller personally and uh, said he wants city workers to have the uh, slide painted uh, tonight at, uh, at Blue Slide Park there in Frick Park. Of course, that was the name of Mac Miller's album in 2011. They're waiting for uh, the, uh, the rain to clear out. Yeah, the slide is blue, but of course, uh, you know, through the years and stuff, it gets, uh, it gets not so blue. Yeah. 
Uh, so they're going to try to repaint it. It all depends on, you know, whether it rains at all today or they can. There's a vigil tonight, 7 p.m. at Blue Slide Park uh, for Mac. Uh, Mayor Peduto said Mac wanted to invest in Pittsburgh, talked to him extensively about proposals for after-school programs, city rec centers, creating parks featuring blue slides. Uh, Mayor Peduto said in his memory we're going to continue to work on those type of programs and hopefully get other local artists uh, to be a part of it. Um, you know, Mac went to Alderdice from Point Breeze. Uh, Peduto said a lot of people got to know him, not just as a star, but on his way up as a really good person. Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald was his baseball coach. His connections go all throughout the city. He had a very, very compassionate heart when it came to what he wanted to invest uh, back into Pittsburgh. Uh, that would be cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if, Put any, blue slides. if anybody needs anything uh, from us that we can help make that happen, too, I would definitely uh, love to do that. I mean, blue slides all over Pittsburgh at all the city parks would be a, uh, a pretty cool tribute uh, to Mac. So if you are a Mac fan or you were, uh, you know, just influenced and such, touched by his music or, uh, you know, it's okay to be sad when you heard the news of him passing. Uh, yeah, tonight there's just kind of a vigil happening 7 p.m. at Blue Slide Park in Frick Park if you uh, if you want to stop by and just uh, be with other people who knew and love Mac and uh, I guess kind of pay your respects. Again, that's 7 p.m. tonight, Frick Park at, uh, at Blue Slide Park. Uh, Joe Hayden, cornerback for the Steelers, left the uh, Steelers-Browns disaster tie game in the fourth quarter with a hamstring strain. He's going to have an MRI today to determine how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Tomlin has his weekly press conference at uh, noon today. I don't know. Is there anything uh, you care that Coach Tomlin would say? There's nothing I care uh, about right now, no, really. Like, no. Anything you want to know? Like, if I could ask Coach Tomlin one question, I don't know. There is nothing from that Browns game that I even care to relive or have any questions about. Going yeah, into Kansas City? No need to I don't. I don't know. I don't know any questions about Kansas City. They're scary. And uh, I'm nervous about uh, about Kansas City. Their offense is is, is scary. After They're very uh, one fast. Uh, George tweets is here. Did Crazy Italian Guy on the show yesterday? Uh, crazy Italian Guy calls our show all the time. He loves the Steelers, loves Pittsburgh. Did Crazy Italian Guy really start out as a Facebook comment yesterday on the show, blaming the weather and the refs for the uh, tie in Cleveland? Uh, absolutely, he did. This, if you missed it, this was a little bit of Crazy Italian Guy's. Uh, kind of reasoning behind the tie yesterday. We were playing against Mother Nature in that. We had to play in a damn natural disaster. All those turnovers. And we played against those jag-off refs, too. We played against them. We played against Mother Nature. Wow. And we played, we played against ourselves, bro. And we still managed to tie. And let me tell you this. Cleveland sucked, okay? Everyone should say, <laughs> oh, yeah, they've been loading up. They've been loaned up for 20 years, bro. <laughs> they were stuck, and they're still going to stop, okay? I love just the, uh, just, he gets so fired up by saying just, like, Cleveland is still going to suck. They've sucked for the last 20 years. Like, they're not turning it around. I just Classic. Love it. But listen, that that is kind of Facebook comment, but, but almost not really, because Facebook comments are more like, this would have never happened with Coach Cower or Chuck Knoll. And stuff like that. Crazy Italian guy was. I don't. I didn't see many people blaming it on the refs or the weather yesterday. Crazy, Crazy Italian, Italian guy did. He would definitely never blame a Steeler or you know no, like no. A, a coach of ours. No, no, no. way. 
Uh, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Let's give you the update on their beef. Beef. Hey, are we caring about this? Anybody care about this? I'm at the point where I'm almost not. This may be the last Cardi B Nicki update, I mean, unless they, they actually just uh, fight did, each other. They again. did wrestle a little bit the other day. Yeah, this was at a New York Fashion Week event over the weekend. Uh, basically, Cardi B got mad at Nicki for liking some tweets that questioned Cardi B's parenting. So, if you're a mother and you can see that somebody is questioning your parenting, whether it's somebody you know maybe saying something crappy on Facebook to you or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, or that's how Cardi B felt she when threw, Nicki Minaj liked tweets questioning her parenting. She threw a shoe. So then they got in an altercation. Cardi B ended up throwing a shoe at Nicki Minaj. Uh, Nicki Minaj was talking about the, uh, I guess, the accusation that she questioned Cardi B's parenting skills. Uh, She said, it's all lies. I would never ridicule anyone's child. It's so sad for someone to pin that on somebody. I would never talk about anyone's child or parenting. These lies are ridiculous. Yeah, but listen, it's the internet, though. So you can clearly see when someone likes a tweet. Yeah, just because you didn't actually type it out. (laughs) Yeah. You like it and it's taken that you are, you know... Supporting that theory or that thought. She expressed embarrassment at the fight and its location, calling it mortifying and humiliating. And for Cardi B to get so riled up around upper echelon people who have their lives together. Oh, Nicki Minaj is uh, Nicki Minaj is fancy now. And she's embarrassed because... I mean, Cardi B did lose her wig. <laughs> <laughs> she did. There she was, was going a so hard. Thrown. She was going so hard at Nikki. She lost the wig. Uh, Nikki on her Queen Radio uh, show yesterday uh, basically uh, was almost threatening Cardi B, saying, "You put your hands on certain people, you gon' die." Period. And you're sitting here making this a joke. I'm not the girls in the strip club. I'm not on a reality show. My money is very long. Ooh, 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 this, long ooh, money. Ooh, this beef is heating up. Oh, I could. Uh, this is it. I don't care anymore. I thought I cared. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I just don't. Like, really? Nicki Minaj is saying, like, basically, almost just like, you're going to die if you, if, you, if you keep doing this. You put your hands on certain people. You go, okay, really? And Cardi B's going to die because she threw a shoe at you? I at mean, Nicki Minaj will not insult your children, but she will kill the mother. So, <laughs> Watch out. Okay. Nicki Minaj is embarrassed because Cardi got her, her wig snatched and threw a shoe uh-huh. around upper echelon people oh, all the fancies who have their lives together what are you saying cardi b doesn't have her life together what because she lost a wig and threw a shoe listen we are all five seconds away from losing a wig and throwing a shoe you can you can think you have your life together but you don't not nobody has their life together uh-uh. you think your life could be going fine one wrong thing could happen Fast food rage could happen. You could be in the in the fast food drive-thru and they forget an item that you wanted so bad and you look in that bag and it's not there. You right there at that moment have that rage to lose your wig and throw a shoe. Some, I'm just saying. Somebody cuts you off in traffic in the next 10 seconds. Wig off, throw shoe. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're around upper echelon people. We're all just a few moments away from losing our wig and throwing a damn shoe. We are Cardi B. <laughs> Uh, there is a lot to take in here for this next Florida story, so let's just jump right in. Here we go. Oh, 
Attention all listeners of the Freak Show. It's time to travel to the Sunshine State. Yes! It happened again. It's another Florida story. Driven by Pittsburgh Auto Depot. A lot to take in here. First, let's get to this story about why this guy is in jail, nicknamed Joe Exotic. The plan to have a local woman killed is foiled by federal authorities. Carol Baskin is the CEO of Big Cat Rescue. She took to Facebook tonight saying an enemy of hers is now behind bars. Uh Joe Shrivogel Maldonado goes by the name Joe Exotic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage again those dollars out dance for you tonight, Joe Exotic. He was arrested by federal agents in Pensacola. Okay. The two had an ongoing feud over her work with Big Cat Rescue. Okay, so this lady and Joe Exotic did not get along. Maldonado had made his threats online over a period of years, including a video of him shooting in the head a blow-up doll dressed to look like me. That's insane. And an image hanging me in effigy. And that's insane. Federal agents say Joe Exotic paid someone three grand to commit the crime and he promised more cash once her heart stopped beating. Okay, Joe Exotic yeah, is uh, a little normal. crazy here. So uh, Joe Exotic was indicted for basically trying to hire somebody to kill some uh, lady who ran another exotic animal rescue. You would think they'd be happy and work together being that they're trying to save the exotic animals. A lot going on in that story, but then right? Again, it's Florida. Uh, then doing some more digging into uh, Joe Exotic, he has previously run for president before. And would you like to hear uh, one of his presidential campaign videos that he put up on YouTube? Uh, yes. Uh, while he's in his uh, exotic animal park. Okay, let's all uh, hear Joe Exotic here. I'm Joe Exotic, and today this is not going out to any kind of a presidential candidate. Sound exactly like you expected him to sound, right? Uh, yeah, he really did. Okay. Or any politician of the purpose of this video today. All right, now this guy has a long flowing mullet. He He's wearing some sort of brown uh, vest that has like the fringes hanging uh-huh. off. Leather, it. He's wearing yeah. tight jeans. He should let you know who I am. Okay, who is Joe Exotic? First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. First thing is, I am not cutting my hair. I'm not changing the way I dress. I refuse to wear a suit. I am gay. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. A lot going on here, man. There's a lot to take in with Joe Exotic. I currently got legally married, thank God. It's finally legal in America. Uh, Congratulations to Joe Exotic. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs for the younger years of my life. Why did we jump right in there? I've had some kinky sex. I am gay. I have had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs at a younger age. I am broke as I have a judgment against me from some down there in Florida. Wait, this is this guy's presidential like uh, uh, video yeah. that he's putting out to yeah. get elected? I built one of the biggest facilities and the nicest facilities for exotic animals in this country as far as a private individual goes. Okay, now what you're hearing is a man named Joe Exotic who has built a giant exotic animal rescue down in uh, Florida, but he's now indicted for trying to hire somebody to kill an owner of another exotic animal rescue. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget... I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. Wow. 
did he just hit at the end there with the Hulk Hogan theme music from WWF back in the day? The wrestling theme song, I Am a Real American. Did he end it with that? My man just floated it in there. That's real, though? That's not like a parody or somebody like trying to just be funny on YouTube? That was a real... Wow. It's as real as it gets. A lot to take in from uh, that story, but a man named Joe Exotic who runs an exotic animal park and has previously run for president. He is gay. He has tried kinky sex. He's had kinky sex. Uh, Joe Exotic <laughs> is uh, is uh, indicted for trying to hire oh. someone to murder the CEO of another uh, animal rescue. That is a lot of Florida to take in there. Florida making the show once again. Some lady blew uh, part of her hand off in Connecticut during a power outage. Yeah. An interesting yeah. story here. It was an unthinkable mistake. A woman lighting what she thought was a candle in a dark basement and then a huge blast. Okay, obviously not a candle. Tonight, the 30-year-old mother is hospitalized. The Yikes. dynamite in her hand taking oh. off her fingers and causing severe damage to her face. All right, so this lady in Connecticut, obviously dynamite? there's some severe weather all over the country. She thought she was lighting a candle, and it was a stick of dynamite. How do you light a stick of dynamite thinking it's a candle? How do you confuse those two things? It's like a straight-up like cartoon move. Right. Like, how do you just have dynamite on deck? So where did the dynamite come from? Okay, let's get some answers here. The family, which had recently moved in, remembered seeing what they thought were candles in the basement. Oh, okay. So they had just Have these moved- people never seen candles before? They had just moved into the house, and there may be some old things in the basement with wicks coming out of them so they just thought oh box of candles somebody left yeah and it was dynamite they brought them upstairs All right. there was two she lit one went to move it and it and it exploded it detonated how oh. insane is that the wick going down like any other firework wasn't a a cue to like don't touch this so she just thought i'd light what? a candle the power went out and it was it was dynamite. the force of the blast seriously injured the woman who lost at least one finger oh, and they no. lose more it's crazy right m1000s are sometimes referred to as blockbusters or Yo, quarter sticks it was an m1000 that she lit in her hand they are extremely powerful yeah. so we don't know if there's a previous owner or maybe even the owner before that you know it was just some old dusty thing stuck in a corner type yeah, thing why would you like that though just some dusty thing with the wick in the corner why would you light that? I, that just doesn't make any sense Must to me. Must be a candle. Like right? I'm, I'm not trying to act like I'm completely smarter than this lady, but like I mean, you're just you're trusting a lot there that that's just a regular candle or isn't something. Now you're maybe not even thinking it's dynamite, but if you don't know what it is and it's old and it looks like it's it been can- there, it doesn't make it a candle. I mean, you don't even know if it's got gas on it or what sort of chemicals it could have on it. Why would you just light some random thing on fire? Like and fire officials say it is an extreme case. Fire is usually the bigger hazard, yeah. but it is yet another reason why candles should never be used for emergency lighting. All right, really? Are we going that far now? Like, when my power goes out in my house, yeah. and it's going to be out for a while, yeah. a lot of times if, I, if it's nighttime and I, the, me and the family are still up, you'll light a few candles. Just don't don't leave them on when you go to bed, right? Isn't that kind of the rule to me? I think I'm like, I'm a fully grown adult. I can handle a candle. And don't light off any dynamite. Well, obviously, don't end up uh, yeah, blowing your hand off like that lady did in Old Connecticut. Candle fingers. Is that a... Uh... Is that a uh, lesson for the show today? Uh, yeah. If yeah. you need something to light, don't trust that uh, creepy thing in the corner of the basement that's brown with a wick on it. Might not be a candle. 96 one. The Cardinals beat the Pirates 8-7. to seven. 
Uh, 19 games left, I believe, in the season for the Pirates. Yeah. 71 wins, 72 losses. Oh, boy. Like crazy Italian guy who called us yesterday. We're watching for a winning season at this point. Now, if this was a few years ago and the Pirates still had that, you know, 20-year or whatever it was losing streak of having losing seasons, then these games would matter. Right now, though, they sure don't. And they're not fun. No. No. <laughs> there was a time not that long ago where this was a big deal. Where all of us would be just out of our minds crazy and have bucko fever right now if they were this close to having a winning season and every game mattered. But now that's over. And we expect a little bit more. And we're not getting it. And these games don't matter. Uh, tonight there is a vigil being held at, uh, Blue Slide Park in, uh, Frick Park for Mac Miller, all his, uh, fans. And I, I really don't even know who's going to be there. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people there, which I don't know where everybody's going to park. Anybody got any suggestions? Like Uber's going to be popping for that, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so that's tonight at, uh, at 7 p.m. We were just saying our friend Cindy, who lives over there, tweeted us a picture. They have already repainted the uh, slide. Mayor Peduto said they wanted to get that done before uh, tonight. They have repainted the blue slide in Blue Slide Park uh, completely uh, fresh. blue. Uh, yeah, we were talking earlier in the show. Uh, Mac Miller called us uh, the morning after he released his song and video for Frick Park Market which is uh, right there in the area. You know, if you're not familiar with it, Frick Park Market, like a little deli store, whatever there, uh, market um, in the area. And uh, we were playing back when Matt called us that morning after Frick Park Market came out. And like we said, all this week, we're going to kind of be paying tribute to uh, to Mac and, um, you know, reliving some of those moments where he was in the studio with us or called the show. So mm-hmm. WTAE actually uh, went to Frick Park Market yesterday to just kind of, you know, kind of get their thoughts on it and their feelings about it. And, you know, kind of a little, little bit of the history of when Mac shot the video there. So when Malcolm sings, I can feed the world, you can put it on my tab at the market, Frick Park Market. This is what he's talking about. These are their neighborhood tabs. Now, he lived three blocks away when he was growing up. So he was in and out of here every day. Saturdays three, four, five, six, seven times a day. He went to St. Bede's and then Taylor Alderdice. So he did have to come by quite often. He ordered a pot roast sandwich. He got some soup and he got a Frick Park Market t-shirt and he put it on his mommy's tab. He made $6.5 million his first year out of high school and he is still using mommy's tab. How great is that? That is the best part right there. <laughs> I love that she has the figures. I know, right? Six point five million he made uh, million dollars out of high school, and still putting it on mom's tab at the Frick Park Market. When I told him that, he laughed so hard. He giggled. I did use my mommy's tab. The last thing we have is the original turkey sandwich that he made that night. That video taping from six thirty p.m. to five thirty in the morning. All right. Now I did not expect them to still have the sandwich, but at one point in this Frick Park Market video, you know that's. Uh, what, seven, eight years yeah, old Yeah, Max working me on the counter. Yeah, and he serves up turkey sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have it wrapped they, up. They kept the sandwich. Like in a Ziploc bag in the fridge. Like, that thing's got to be looking weird, right? Like, you don't see the sandwich because it's wrapped up, but, like, that's pretty probably, impressive, right? It's probably furry. You can't eat that sandwich. On a Thursday night, and he signed it, thank you for Park Market Prop Sandwich, Mac Miller. We've been getting phone calls from all over the world, um, people who are expressing their sorrow. He touched a lot of people. That's crazy. It's uh, nice to hear, though, that they're getting calls and kind of remembrance from all over the world at Frick Park Market in honor of Mac. 
Coach Tomlin has his weekly press conference coming up at noon. Uh, I don't know. know. Nothing to say, really, right? It's just like whatever game during Cleveland. And uh, okay. Uh, All right. Somebody will ask 12 questions about Le'Veon Bell. Um, I want nothing more than Le'Veon Bell in nothing but wrestling tights to break down the doors at the Steelers' Southside facility during the Coach Tomlin press conference and (laughs) cut a wrestling promo right there on him. (laughs) Like, I'm here for all of it. I want all the Steelers' smoke. (laughs) How great would that be? And hold on, hold on. You think he wears, like, tights, like, full leg or, like, the... The briefs, the the wrestling briefs. Oh, man, I don't know. All right, if Le'Veon Bell's a professional wrestler, what is he wearing? Okay, Le'Veon Bell's going to bust into Coach Tomlin's press conference, mm-hmm. dressed like a wrestler. What is – okay, his name is going to be Juice, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. obviously – that's his rap name. Juice would obviously be his wrestling name, too. What is he wearing? I feel like it's got to be orange wrestling-like briefs. And they got to be orange, too. With, like, juice. Like, orange juice. Juice written across the ass? Oh, yeah. Definitely got juice written across the ass. Now, is he just in the juice briefs? Or does he have some sort of orange, like, Ric Flair extravagant feathery robe that he wears, too? Whoa. Maybe some bedazzled on it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With, like, juice written on the back of that? Wow. I like it. Oh, gosh. I want all this to I like be... It. I want all this to be reality. Like, I mean, sports are pretty much a reality show. This is what I want. But I want Le'Veon Bell to walk in with his franchise tag papers, smack him right down on the desk where Tomlin is doing his press conference, sign him right in front of him and all the reporters, and then just walk out. <laughs> He's got to break the table, though, right? He's got to does he does he power bomb Tomlin through the table or does he himself just like drop an elbow on the table and break it? I what do you he, think, think Juice does? He just picks up whatever reporters in the front row. There oh gosh, okay. And just puts them through a table. All right. You guys know the Pittsburgh sports reporters cuz most of them have been around here for uh, 80 years. Who is Le'Veon Bell power bombing as the imaginary wrestler Juice through a table at the Coach Tomlin press conference today at noon? Who is it? Is somebody defending? Like, does somebody have to try to fight Le'Veon? Or is this just somebody just caught off guard that's going just, to get power bombed? They're just caught off guard because wow. you're not going to, it's not going to turn into a match. There's no match with the juice. It can't be one of the older guys, right? Like, it can't be one of the older guys, like, in, in town. Like, he's not putting Ed Bouchette through the table. He ain't putting Ron Cook through the table. He ain't putting Stan Saverin through the table, right? Can't be uh, any of the older Pittsburgh sports reporting legends, right? Can't be any of those guys. No, those guys fight dirty. <laughs> they fight dirty? Yeah, like low blows and everything. <laughs> okay, so Le'Veon wants to mess with one of the younger sports reporters because he's afraid then of the older ones? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you try to put Stan Saverin through a table, he's going right for the, the jewels. Oh, is that what, uh, what he a, knows? A kick or punch or anything. A, an uppercut. Yeah. Stan uppercuts. Stan's not scared. Stan a junk uppercut. Hey, are you kidding? He does the full splits, too, before he uppercuts. Ed Bouchette will bite a toe off. Okay? He will. Ed Bouchette does not fight fair at all. I mean, these veteran reporters, they're not scared. Ed Bouchette will bite your toe off. 
I'm trying to think. Think of a younger sports reporter in town, because I feel like it's got to be a younger uh, person who goes through the table, right? He just grabs like the first one there. Oh, uh, Richie, Richie Walsh? No, 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 no. Richie's such a nice guy. I know. Well, everybody's nice, can't put right? Richie through everybody's a table. nice, right? Look at his hair. Okay, here's who it is. Here's who it is. It's got to be that Chase Williams guy, right? The newer, younger guy from PXI, he's got amazing hair, right? He does. I feel like Le'Veon, as Jew, sees Chase Williams in his hair and thinks like, okay, if there's a sports reporter who thinks he can go toe-to-toe with me, I'm going to put this younger guy through. Like, I know he's going to take it. He ain't going to fight dirty. I'm not going to get a junk uppercut or a toe bitten off. <laughs> I'm going to put Chase. Like Albie <laughs> over at PXI has definitely worn Chase of a time like this, too, to be on his toes. Okay. But Chase isn't expecting it. <laughs> okay. Do you think Albie has has told this previously? He's pulled him aside. He's pulled him aside. He's be like, listen, Le'Veon's going through his stuff right now. Be on your toes at the Tomlin press conference because I'm hearing chatter that Le'Veon is going to put somebody through a table when he signs his franchise tag today. Casey tweets here, Le'Veon comes in looking like Scott Steiner with orange headgear and a mouth guard in. <laughs> okay, does Le'Veon go full like wrestling singlet? Like he's an actual, re- not like a professional wrestler, like, but like an actual like, you know, college wrestler, like a grappler. You think that's what he's Maybe wearing? after he puts Chase through the table, he leaves the room and then like Tomlin continues to talk and then he comes back in and just, he points at all the other reporters. <laughs> oh man. And he's in the full wrestler gear that time. Uh, if you've ever wondered why uh, me and Bob don't get uh, inside access to anything and don't get passes and don't go to the press conference that Coach Tomlin does every week, uh, I think we just answered it with our talk we had in the past three, four minutes here where we had Ed Bouchette biting off a toe, Stan Savard uppercutting somebody in the junk, and Le'Veon Bell powerbombing Chase Williams from WPXI through a table and signing his franchise tag, which probably is not going to uh, happen today. Uh, I just saw a tweet here from Tim Benz. I guess Cam Hayward was just on the DVE morning show. Benz isn't safe either. Does he go to those? Oh, listen, if I'm Tim Benz, he's probably, uh, I would say he may go first. If Le'Veon's powerbombing somebody, if Tim Benz is there, he may go through the table. <laughs> okay. He just tweeted, Cam Hayward was on the DV morning show regarding what he said to uh, Artie Burns about how he should have avoided that verbal confrontation with Todd Haley. Mm-hmm. Todd Haley, of course, used to be the offensive coordinator here. He now is the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. Artie Burns had that one play where he just blew up. He was yelling at Todd Haley, threw his helmet. It was a mess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam said on DV morning show, look, Artie, Todd has been thrown out of a lot of places, but he isn't getting thrown out of that stadium. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. All right. Yeah, Tim Benz is going through the table. Watch out, Benz. He may put a couple people through the table. And this is why we won't get thrown through tables, because we won't be there. Because <laughs> we're not invited. And we're scared because we know what Le'Veon's capable of when he comes and signs <laughs> that franchise tag. There's got to be smoke, too. Like when oh, he opens there's the, smoke. When he opens the door, there's fog machines, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. Or it's just weed smoke. Stay off the weed, Le'Veon. All right. Yes. Uh, Blue Slide Park's trending right now on uh, Twitter. They repainted it this morning for the uh, Mac Miller uh, vigil tonight. 7 p.m. at Blue Slide Park, Brick Park. 
Uh, let's get to this next story out of Ohio. We had so many people uh, send us this one. Authorities in eastern Ohio, this from the Columbus uh, Dispatch, uh, say a grocery store employee at a Giant Eagle has been charged with felony theft for helping herself to deli ham for years. Okay. Years of deli ham? <laughs> Man, that's not something. That's what you're going that's in not for. Not something you want to have on your record. That's right? what you're going to go down for. Years of Delhiham. Uh, an eight-year employee of Giant Eagle was charged with stealing food estimated by the store to be worth ninety-two hundred dollars. Oh, damn. Store's loss prevention manager received a tip that an employee had been eating three to five slices of ham nearly every day <laughs> over eight years. Okay, a lot, of, a lot of things to, to uncover there. Who waited eight years to snitch on this lady? Yeah, like. Was it somebody who was working with this lady every day and watching her eat ham? It also says authorities say she sometimes also ate salami. Oh, sometimes she liked to sneak the salami in switch, there. Well, salami switch sneak. Switch it up. Uh, so was it really like a, a an employee there, a coworker, who was just like, I have had enough of her. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> She's been woofing down ham slices for years now. I'm back here cutting ham all day. And then when they interview the coworker, they're like, all right, how much ham does this lady eat? Two to three slices a day. So they start calculating. They're like, is this every day or just like every, every single day? day? Well, and she, she enjoys the salami, too. Sometimes she'll sneak in the salami. Uh, so then they estimate this uh, lady has stolen at this Ohio Giant Eagle uh, about $9,200 worth of deli meat over the years. I'm talking, ooh, damn, $9,200 worth of deli meat, girl. Oh, yeah. A slice for you, a slice for me. Ooh. One pound for you, <laughs> two slices for me. Damn right. <laughs> $9,200 worth of deli meat at Giant Deal. No touching the ham. No, no touching, touching the salami. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> so, a message, a warning. Watch out. You're working at that deli counter. Mm -hmm. You think you're sneaky? You ain't slick. <laughs> you ain't slick. We see you. <laughs> we see you stealing that ham and that salami. We know you got a hankering. We know you got your hands on it all day with those plastic little gloves hands on it. Hands all over that salami. But listen, just there is the somebody. Taste. Just a taste. There's a giant eagle eye in the sky that's watching you. Watching you. And calculating you. And is ready at some point to shame you. And you're going to be the person. 
that a $9,200 worth of deli meat. It's a lot of meat. Ham and salami. Ham and salami. You got caught when you were on the job with that deli meat. Got a piece of cereal bar stuck in my throat. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Don't make me laugh. I gotta drink water. Oh yeah, gulp it down. Ah, uh, sorry. <clears throat> I just had a, I had a cereal bar like five minutes ago, and there was just like a, a piece that came back up when I tried to talk. There, it wasn't working out. Hi, hi. Uh, it's Mikey and Bob, ninety-six one kiss the morning freak show. I have no idea what happened on the show today. Thank you if you uh, stuck through it all with us. Thanks. I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. I don't know if it was mediocre, but it happened. Uh, more Justin Timberlake tickets later this afternoon with Tall Kathy. Uh, listen for Timberlake tickets around 2.30 and 4.30. And if you'd like a full trip out to Vegas in a couple weekends, right, uh, to go see Timberlake, Childish Gambino, Carrie Underwood, and a lot more, our iHeartRadio Music Festival, this is your last week to win a trip. Six more chances today. Your next keyword to text in coming up around 11.10. If you missed anything from the show today, of course, you can get caught up. Stream and download full episodes. Uh, it's the Mikey Dream. and Bob podcast. Every day, stream it out. Mikey and Bob stream. Uh, it's all free on the iHeartRadio app, iHeartRadio.com. Freak show question of the day today. This is how we end the show. We give you a question and answer with something that has to do from the show today. Uh, Tall Kathy will ask you for that answer around 5.30. Now I got a burp. Now I feel like I got a burp. Get it to... Oh, I mean, unprofessional. Listen, there's just... I, there is stuff going on in my throat right now. I don't know what's happening. Ryan Seacrest would never do this. Listen, man. Ryan Seacrest professional. is... Professional. Polished. His head to toe. His physical appearance is polished. His delivery is just, he is just, he's waxed. He is top to bottom. What, you mean like body hair? Yeah. Uh, he's that polished. He takes care of himself better than we do, right? Okay. What were we talking about? Question oh, yeah. Of the day. Freak show question of the day today. Ryan Seacrest would never talk about this. Uh, what was I doing at 4 a.m.? What was I doing, Mikey, at 4 a.m. today? Unclogging a toilet is the correct answer. Now you're thinking, wow, really? Destroying toilets at 4 a.m., are we? Oh, no. This was a previous clog. Someone was in, a trap. Someone in my home, two people with me, wife and daughter, Jamie and Addison, somebody clogged the toilet and then just walked on it. Just said, yeah, nope, deal with it later. Or like they, they flushed it and didn't go all the way and they're just like, yeah, no. So I wake up at four in the morning, you go to the bathroom, toilet's clogged. Mm. I don't want to use an upstairs toilet to wake anybody else up. So I'm quietly trying to unclog a toilet at 4 a.m., which I never unclogged because I feel like I couldn't make enough noise and really get in there with the plunger to unclog it. So I'm going home to a clogged toilet. Either that, listen, if I can't unclog it, Within 10 minutes when I'm home, it's mm -hmm. Matt Mertz time, baby. You give yourself about 5, 10 minutes on a clog, and if you can't unclog it with a regular plunger, 
Drains, clogs, backed up logs. Cats and dogs calling Matt Mertz. Excuse me, Matt Mertz. Oh, no. Toilet overflow, Matt Mertz. Somebody set a brown trap in my house. <laughs> it was my wife or my daughter. They they must hate me to booby trap a toilet like this for me at 4 a.m. I need you. Uh, so, again, freak show question today. I was unclogging a toilet at 4 a.m. Is that it? I think uh, we're done, yeah, right? we're good. Uh, if you're going out to the Mac Miller Vigil tonight, we'll probably see you out there again. If you are a fan of Mac Miller, 7 p.m. tonight, uh, Blue Slide Park in uh, Frick Park. If you want to kind of pay your respects or just hang out with some people who really love and miss Mac Miller. So maybe we'll see you guys out there uh, tonight. That's it. The Ryan Seacrest shows up next. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This is On Air with Ryan Seacrest. We are 10 days out to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Uh, I was just looking at the 